What's up, what's up? It's your boy Cam Meekins. This is the Cam Meekins Show. We got some special guests in the building. Tim LaRue, Cousin Stiz. Yeah, I love that intro. It's a classic right there. It's classic. We might have to... When did you make that? I made that in... uh, I'll just let it ride out in the background. I made it uh, in like 2017. Bro, this shit is amazing. Yeah, this is just one that I had laying around. Yeah. That I just, when I was, because I used to have some other intro music, and then I was like, nah, I need to like have one of my own beats. Yeah. True. And this is perfect. This is yeah. Like, this is golden. I'd rap to this motherfucker. <laughs> you can have it, man. Come on. Don't say that. <laughs> don't tell me that. Shit. Yeah, man. Glad uh, glad to have you by. So, uh, just for you, new album out now. It's out, man. It's out, bro. The exclusive Just For You podcast right here. Man. Wow. Tell Happy me, to be here. Yeah. Tell me about uh, the inspiration behind that name, man. Man, it was a bunch of different things. It was like, uh, for me, uh, I felt like um, initially it came from like a, almost a therapeutic space of like a just for you. I was kind of talking to myself when mm. I was making it just because of what I was going through when I was making the project. But then it kind of turned into like a, a just for you in an everyone sense as like, you know, we started working on the project. You know, it started becoming from uh just in my crib and me being by myself to like a more collaborative things and me making more friends and stuff like that along the way and um and then it became you know like just for you for the fans as well you know just for anybody who has just been waiting since like 2019 you know since the last one mm. and then um anybody who just wanted to hear something man that was just you know it's for all of us so it just turned into a just for you thing yeah do you feel like that uh that came from even just kind of like the COVID situation, focusing more on recording at the crib and kind of that change. Because you used to be like a, a studio guy mostly, right? Yeah. And um, I definitely think it was that. Uh, COVID definitely changed a lot of things. But uh, it helped, man. Like, you know, from like what's what's what started off to seem like a setback and something that seemed so frustrating, turned into something that's beautiful for for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I learned. You know, it gave me an opportunity to really sit back and be like, well, all right, what do I really need? Because things are being stripped down just naturally because of COVID. So what do I really need? You know what I'm saying? And like, what what can I do for myself to make this thing go? And I, I just had to learn, you know, and I, I'm happy it happened. You know, I had to adapt and I had to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, for you, man, like uh, with, the, with the new album, how did it feel for you with the 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 changing focus of the recording and everything like that. It was rewarding. I mean, like, you know, no one ever knows what goes on behind the scenes and like each, you know, each, uh, each, each era, each phase, each album, you know, each cycle comes with its own, you know, challenges. There's certain things that are easier and harder. Um, you know, really like I watched him fight through, fight through lows. You know, that was the most rewarding part of it was like, you know, we always knew what the end result was going to be or could be. Um, and it was just about navigating the challenging times and it was a challenging era in its own way for everybody. But, you know, that's what, that's what makes it feel special. And even coming out of like the RCA situation and doing, doing shit back kind of how we started like independently and, you know, with the same people, with the same team, but you know, just that situation stripped back. I think it was a cool, uh, at least from my perspective, it was, it was a good reminder of like, you know, we kind of have what we need. Um, and, uh, you know, it's all about just like Stiz was saying, you know, each, each, uh, you know, each, each kind of obstacle or each arrow, whatever, like you just readjust, you know? So it was, it was just rewarding to get a good body of workout and, you know, to see the fan response has been 
exciting, you know, because I think it was it was, uh, you know, we both, I think, feel this way that like you don't you don't take that for granted. You know, like it's it's a very like fickle industry, you know, the hip hop fandom and just the space in general. You know, it's like you can't count on people sticking around forever. So when they do, you know, or when you just get this response that is not promised, especially these days with so much fucking music coming out every day, you know, it's like. I don't take that for granted. You know, I don't take the love for granted and I know you feel the same way. I think that, uh, the, the type of music that, that you make, you know, for, from my side, just looking at it objectively, I feel like it's that connection that you have with the fans. That's like lifelong, you know? Um, and whether it's through a label, independent, whatever, those people are going to be with you regardless. You know what I'm saying? Um, do you enjoy the process of doing it independently versus doing it with a label more? Um, it's, that's kind of a weird question because um, for me personally, like for me personally, I can't really tell you like the difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you the difference because it's like, man, we, what we did is is what we we worked like we worked we worked hard we did our thing in the building and out the building you know we didn't really ask them for anything we well never, that yeah that's kind of my point is like it, it, it some artists don't need that infrastructure yeah 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 i i hear that a lot and um i i think i'm starting to realize that that's maybe what i am mm. um but I, yeah, I'm just self-sufficient, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm not even trying to like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just self-sufficient. I know I could I know what I could do on my own. You know what I'm saying? I know I don't need anybody. You know, I I could I I tell people all the time these days like, bro, you could put me in a desert with a microphone and I'll <laughs> make something happen. Like for real, and I mean that. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't be it's not it's not for nothing with me anymore. It's like, bro, I I could do this whenever, wherever, however I can make it work. You know what I'm saying? So like I've always and I've always been that way, but with COVID and like me really then having to focus in and really figure it out, it's like, bro, now it's, I, bro, I, I really don't need a, a damn thing. You feel me? But my team, and myself, and my thoughts, like mm-hmm. for real. Yeah, yeah. It almost forces you to to find that out mm-hmm. by necessity. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's it's cool to see, man. And it's obviously, you know, the three of us have so much history too much you know which i mean people <laughs> yeah. don't even really necessarily realize yeah. half the time um, it's funny we were talking to uh this kid from emerson this like writer the other day and he's doing like a piece on uh just like the history of like boston hip-hop and the relationship between like the the very like um white perception of boston and like the impact it's had on black music it's, mm. it's a very interesting thesis i'm excited to see it come together but you know, this is a young guy, he's 21, whatever years old. And, and he's, he's, he's a student of it. But when we were telling him some of the stories about our, our era, you know, where we all met, we all met between top of 2012 and, and end of 2012, really like mm-hmm. all of us, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the conversation, he's like, man, you know, cause he was asking us about like the obstacles, like Stiz faced as an artist and we faced, and it was just funny because I think he was expecting to hear, um, things that kind of like supported his thesis of like, you know, Boston doesn't want, like it doesn't, it doesn't allow young black artists or hip hop artists or whatever to win. And we were kind of like, well, we just 
didn't really take no for an answer. We built a community and I was talking about like the role you played in that, you know, Mm -hmm. and how like, um, you know, I'm like, no one would even know like that Stiz is on Lamp City album, you know, like (laughs) that, those moments from my perspective, I think from yours too, I think remember like those moments, little moments like that made us all sort of like, we all rallied together and it made us all believe this shit was possible. Um, and, and we, you know, I think we kind of left him with like, it's a lot easier to to make excuses and to, and to and to believe the reasons why you can't do something than believe that you can and just get like-minded friends and and do it and that was a super special era in time when we all kind of connected because i think it was all of us literally like from all of our corners of the city like just doing our own thing and we combined it all together and we're all doing it professionally and everybody <laughs> 10 years later yeah kind of <laughs> flourished in these different uh areas and <laughs> and even like subgenres of of music you know what i'm saying like the music that you do versus what i do versus what christmas does mm-hmm. yeah none it's of crazy. that is the same yeah, man. but we all spent so much time together back <laughs> no. in those days you know and you know what i think was uh so valuable about that time period and this is like a good takeaway i feel like for for anyone is like Everybody that was kind of around at that time was really getting something out of that situation. It was a very mutually beneficial thing for everybody involved, and everyone was able to like just learn yeah, and real. create and and kind of get better at whatever they wanted to do at that time. Yeah, for real, man. You know, the luxury of being young, bro. Yeah, the luxury of being young, like for real, for real. We were like we were able to like I think of that all the time. Like it would it, it, like the it it was it was perfect like how it happened. Because right. of the timing, you know, yeah. the timing, like it, just all of us meeting, you know, the way we met, it was just weird, bro. It was just yeah, like, very yeah, we were like 19, 20, 21, mm-hmm. like, you know, we were young kids. Yeah. I mean, Christmas was the young guy. He was like 17 and, and I was probably one of the older ones at 21. That's it was, crazy. It was I didn't, I forgot Christmas was so much part. younger. I mean, you were yeah, not, you were 19. Yeah. You know, it's like you were right in the middle, you know, it was like me and, you know, Goodwin was a year younger, you're a year younger, um, you're a year younger than him. Right. Christmas is two years younger, but that was the range, really. It was like 17 to 20, 21 year olds. Yeah. I almost want to, like, like Tim, I feel like you should paint the picture of kind of what that vibe was for the listeners. Like, yeah. what was going on at that time period amongst our community of, of artists? It was magical. I mean, it was like what we talked to the kid about on the phone. It was just like, it was, it was a lot of serendipitous stuff going on. It was just such a special moment in time, even when you think of, you know, Derek Chung and guys like Malcolm Jeremy both doing their own things with the radio station, with the, you know, steady leaning and like the promotion side of things, the show bookings, like it really was, I mean, Pretty even those guys who are yeah, a little bit older, right? Malcolm Jeremy, but really it was, it was still 17 to 24, five year olds, you know, like creating really like a culture, you know, it was a scene, but it was a culture. It was a culture of like, yeah, we just like do shit and we create and we mm-hmm. have fun. Like yeah. that, that was, it was simple. Like I just, I don't know. I, I whenever I, uh, you know, we talked about this when, when you and I did a, an episode, but like, you know, when I talk to like younger kids, now, kids in college that are like trying to learn how to do things, I'm like, you know, I started so late, not so late, but I started late in my journey of like, what is the business and how to really do it. But what I did very well that shaped who I am and shaped a lot of this shit was like lived really presently in the moment and like it lived, like built a real community, you know, like was part of a real thing and not behind a computer screen uh, behind a computer screen now but not <laughs> things change <laughs> you know what i mean like we built yeah jesus um, we we you know we built something real and it was uh 
it was it was energy and you can't fake energy you know and like there was a lot of people that were working kind of on their own pursuits and and i just you know we constantly and i think all of us in our own ways were like the glue you know we were all we were all the glue you know it's like you take out one piece you take out you you know you take out me you take out goodwin you take out stiz you take out replay you take out you know Derek chung and and that what what that space offered us it, it offered us a community space that that boston hadn't invested in you mm-hmm. know, with the arts mm-hmm. or whatever so it was really just like a bunch of young kids creating this moment in time and you know like i said it's like the 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 illest thing about it is like we're all doing what we enjoy doing for a living from that and that was exactly what we were sort of told like that's not what happens from boston and it's like well we didn't need the accolades for it but like we did it you know and we're, we're yeah. inspiring younger kids to do it i would i would like to think and i've heard no i mean but it was fun but but first and foremost it was fun like well that's I, what we it just is had so much fun yeah yeah i think about the bodies of work like just the music that came out in that in those those years plus even the, the one or two years after that with like your first project um and and again like you know all the other music that was coming out at that time uh i feel like it was because that moment in time had so much going on socially even that it gave inspiration absolutely to the creativity to the music i mean we had places to play the music you know mm-hmm. it's like we would right. go back to the dojo and like all play you guys shit like right. that, that was the, it was like trinidad james and kendrick and then like right. your shit and your shit like that was we vibe. would yeah like we used to go to this place <laughs> called the dojo our friend jake had a, had a place and we would just go there and just freestyle to mf doom beats all day long, and just make yeah. music remember I, you know we bring the studio over there yeah yeah <laughs> og like everybody we were just nick gray yeah oh yeah you know yeah man i heard from nick last week yeah, like man. everybody's still connected in some way which right. is super dope and i was working on the lamp city album at the time classic album you classic know album. and we we had the label budget <clears throat> to just run up in cyber sounds shout out to rob man shout out to rob man you shout know? out cyber bro those are the times bro great times too great good, times too yeah. good man so stiz man so when did it become real for you like you know when when did you really think to yourself i want to go all in and become a rap star like i want to i want to chase this dream was that something you always were feeling mm. no um man when did it become real um it became real i guess when i when i put out um not life, but the second one was the fireman. Yeah, that was the, that was the second one. That's when it started like started feeling like it could be a thing. But then when shout out came out, and that that's when that's obviously when things became like, all right, this is this is now something I could like you know pursue like for real, for real. like I should actually try to do this. Cause yeah, it'd be dumb not. So to. what what was driving you to make the music before that? Just the love of creating. <laughs> yeah, that and I wanted to change, bro. Like you know, like I just. I just I just had my situation and where I was at and I just wanted man like I was just looking at my cards and that that just looked like the best that just looked like my best hand you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I, I just knew the network we had the friends I had you know what I'm saying my support system over there it was just my best shot so that's just really what that was it was just like all right well I just know where I'm at and where I'm trying and where I'm trying to be and this this can help me get there for show sure. you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. It started off with that, but then when Shout Out came out, it was like, all right, 
I should actually like double down and like really try to focus and like really try to do this whatever whatever this is or whatever that means you know I should really like right put in that attempt yeah do you um do you feel uh almost like a sense of uh responsibility not responsibility but like you know how do you feel about setting an example for like the community that you're from and the, and the, the, the people you grew up with and just like the people that are maybe younger than you coming up, you know, man, I used to never like, well, I always, I always, um, felt a responsibility to stay myself. Um, first and foremost, you know, and stay true to what I know and stay true to who I am. You know, I always felt responsible to do that. But like, I feel like these days is the, the days, you know, as you get older, you start to look back and be like, man, like, all right, I should, um, if I'm going to do this, I should try to do it right, you know, because there is somebody who is looking at me, you know, as an example. And regardless if I want that or not, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm going to do it, I should do it the right way. And and I should show them that, you know, you could just do you. You could be consistent. You could work hard. And it could, it, it could happen. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it, it happened for me. Yeah. What did it start to feel like when it started to happen for you? I mean, shout out started to really take a it had a viral moment if you will Mm -hmm. and were you just like all right cool it's time to work or did it feel like oh this is fucking dope both it was exciting man but like you know at the same time like at the same time i knew what had to be done you know like like me then i was super focused you know i was saying like i'm i was super super focused on what i needed to do just because of i knew of where i was coming from you know, so I, it, it was it was it was tight to see, like, you know, the, the things that you want to happen. You want to get that uh, recognition. You want to get that love and everything. So it was tight to get that, like for real. But I was already getting that like in the city and amongst my friends. So I, it, it was kind of familiar almost. But it, it wasn't like that in the national scale. Like I started getting it around, you know, around around nationally. And, it, and that's when it starts to hit. But I didn't really focus on it too much because I knew what we had to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew that was the goal. And I knew, like, yo, that like this one song ain't about to really change much. Mm. Like, if it stops right here, it stops right here. So right. I had to keep doing, keep focusing, keep finishing whatever the project at the time was going to be. You know what I'm saying? And we scrapped, like, three different projects before we came up with Suffolk County. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was just a grind, bro. Like, I knew, like, once I made that record, it was like, all right, cool. This is doing exactly what we wanted it to and exactly everything I prayed for it to do now. You got to get back to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just feel like there was such a drive, and is, like, you're, you're, you work harder than anyone I know in the studio, like, in terms of just, like, your, your, your process in the studio is a unique one. I feel like you spend a lot of time um you know finding the direction you want to go in your music and then when you find it you're locked in Mm -hmm. um but back then i just you know knowing knowing you and, and and working with with tim you know and just kind of being not directly involved but just you know very much seeing the process i just feel like you had such a um drive behind you and i'm wondering if that was always something that 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 drove you that you always had or if it was you know a change in you you know based off something that happened 
You know, do you, do you know where that came from or do you think it just just kind of played out like that? Man, I don't even know. It yeah, I, I kind of get like that sometimes. Um I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Man. Like I really don't, but I know what you mean cuz I I have my moments, bro. I have my moments when I'm like extremely like, yo, like I got to I got to do this. Like I got to do this. And I don't know where it comes from a lot of the times. Um Maybe it's a, I don't know, maybe it's a flurry of things. Maybe it's a flurry of things. You think of situations, you think of like, yeah, that's really what comes from for me. Where I, I just think of like a bunch of different things that's going on and where I'm at and where I want to be. And that's usually what kicks it, you know? Mm. That's usually what, what, what does that. But like, yeah, back then, I don't know, man. Like, there was something else to it, bro. I, I couldn't, I couldn't explain it. There was something else to it, but, but I, I think it's, I think it's always been in me. I think I've always been that way. Cause I feel like I was even that way with this project. You know, I feel like this project, I definitely got into that bag. Yeah. 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 I mean, Tim, for you, man, like, did you, uh, I mean, as, as, as his manager, did, did you see that spark inside, uh, you know, Stiz at, at the beginning of the first album where you were like, man, this, there's something special going on here like how did you kind of realize it at the beginning of suffolk county like that era yeah just you yeah. know like I, I what what um yeah just talk about your experience of of kind of seeing that come together for the yeah, first time yeah i i remember that time very vividly and and have a lot of amazing memories from that time i mean you know that was a time where like even in my personal life there was a lot of confusion about sort of like what was next um you know, because I, I was I was so living in the moment. I mean, I, I started the music stuff, um, my blog in like my junior year, you know, so that was that was the beginning of that journey. And by the time it really got going, I graduated, you know, and I hadn't given any thought to what I was going to do to make money. And part of that comes from privilege, you know, like having my parents pay for my education, having my parents pay for my spot in Boston, you know, and then and then when I graduated, they obviously were like, yeah, we're done like paying for your life. You know, like we've been told you to get a job. And I was like, fuck, like, <laughs> I don't I don't really know what I want to do because I thought I was going to be like a sports journalist. But now I'm so immersed in this music stuff. I'm not turning back. Um, I love the community we've built. I love everything I'm doing. But it's not work, you know, like I was making hundreds of dollars here and there, you know, not not make a living money. Um, so, yeah, I was just trying to paint the picture of what that time looked like. So for me, it was like you know, basically the year after that, like from, you know, you and I, we, you know, we went on your tour that summer and that was like, that was like the bookend of my high in college. You know, that was right. like, I felt like it's I was, all fun I was games. living the dream. Yeah. yeah. And that was like the last <laughs> of that, you know, that was like, yeah. all right, I got my apartment for like, I think I had my apartment, um, a week or two after we got off that run. So that was, re that was really like the, the closing chapter to my like Boston college, BU, don't get it twisted. Not Boston College, fuck BC. But <laughs> but but all, all of the Tebs in my BC shots friends. fired. Nah, you know it's just it's Chestnut Hill, man. That's not Boston. <laughs> <Shit>. um, <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but anyway, uh, where was I? Um. Yeah. So so that you know that tour in that moment, like it was just the culmination of so much fun stuff that was happening, and you know I remember getting off that, being like, damn, like I'm. Um, you know, I, I have my hands in so much cool stuff and I'm, and I'm doing so much that I enjoy with so many people that I enjoy. And I feel like, I feel like this isn't the end of it. I feel like it's gonna, this, I feel like this is just the beginning, but I didn't know what that meant for me. 
um, I didn't know anything about the music industry. I, w- I wasn't even really like a manager at that point. Um, I didn't really know what, what that role even meant, you know. Um, I, you know, I was like helping you out kind of in your situation um, when you got rid of the manager that you had had. And then like, you know, I had gotten to know Christmas and these guys and was kind of like the de facto manager, but there wasn't really much business to handle. It was just kind of like, I'm just part of the crew and like, you know, kind of like a motivating person and you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I remember talking to Stiz like later that fall cause Christmas had gotten his stuff going a little bit. It was sort of the experiment like, Hey, let's put together like the right couple of singles. Ian shot the videos. They did exactly what we figured they would do. Um, and Christmas was off and rolling as like an artist, you know, he was getting on the blogs that no one in Boston ever had, you know, he was getting on complex. He was getting premiered on pigeons and planes. And that was groundbreaking. That was, that was a fun time in itself. I was in limbo, like living in Connecticut, driving between Boston and New York. And like, <laughs> I never stayed in, in any place for more than three days at a time for like a year. Um, I was crashing at my uncle's house in Jersey, which you guys had both been to and whatever, doing that thing. And, you know, Christmas is rolling though. And I came back and, you know, basically talk with Stiz and I was like, um, I'm like, I'm, I'm doubling down on what I'm doing and I'm deciding like, I'm not going to go get some random job. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do what I'm doing, but take it way more seriously. So like, I don't personally have the space for like anyone that isn't trying to take their career equally seriously because that's what I'm on. I'm trying to do what I love for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to do it for fun for a year and a half, but now I'm trying to do it for a living. And it's like, <coughs> excuse me, in general, you know, with anything, it's like, you know, people are either up for a challenge or they're not, you know, and that was kind of where we had left it off. I was like, this is basically my challenge to you. Like, I think you got the pieces, um, but you got some pieces missing. And my challenge to you is like, if you can, you know, fill in the blanks and like, basically like bring the work ethic, bring the music, bring the proof of all the things that I think you're capable of. Um, then let's figure it out. Um, you know, and I remember it was, again, I was just traveling back and forth so much. And I remember, uh, you know, he was just on some like check your email like two months later, you know, and, and it was two songs. Um, one of was Life, which was like the first song. And then the other one was this other song that never came out that Obeats produced um, called London Damn. that that I listened to still. Um, Damn. <laughs> yeah. And it was I listened Dang to those two, and I would listen and it was like, you know, getting cold in New York. That was like the vibe. And I just remember driving around listening to that all the time. And I was like, man, like. I love this shit, you know, mm. and, and I like to think I have pretty good taste. So I'm like, I love this shit. I love the other one. He's two for two in my book since I challenged him to like take shit more seriously. So I'm like, this is, this is a green light in my eyes. And he was like, what are we doing with these songs? I'm like, nothing, like nothing, like spend the whole winter making, making more of these. And then let's figure it out in the spring. Cause even at the time it's like, we were building Christmas's first project. And I was like, let me get that shit out properly. You know? Um, so kind of in the, in, in that era, that's when he was just working, you know, just making, making a bunch of music, making like version one of Suffolk County that didn't come out. But I would say it was that, you know, I, I remember just, I remember getting that feeling. I remember getting that feeling that fall winter of 2013, like, okay, this could be something just off of those two songs. Cause it was something that, <clears throat> especially in Boston, it, it didn't sound like anything, you know? So it was, it was just what I think we, you know, we, we knew he was capable of, but I was just like, all right, this is the this is like the green light for real, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, like let's, let's invest some time into this. And, and it was fun, you know, cause, cause you know, we, we got to go in that summer 2014 and it, it, it moved quick, you know, everything moved quick that summer, that summer, uh, my like 2014 summer into 2015 summer was like, 
insane like insane like mm. the, i look back and i'm like damn like i was 23 24 like the shit i was doing like the, what i got thrown into in so many ways was <laughs> crazy bro. it was crazy a lot of a lot of you know stories forever <laughs> so it was a fun era yeah almost like you guys came together and really needed each other at that at that moment well yeah i mean you can't you know you can't really uh <clears throat> you can't really grow anything meaningful alone. You know, it's like you always have to have, um, in any situation, whether it's business partner or just a confidant or a friend or whatever, it's like part of going through, it's what I talked about earlier. It's like part of what made the 2012, 13, 14 era in Boston so special is we all had each other, you know, we all were navigating in our own ways, but we were able to come together, share experiences, share laughter, share fucking drinks, like all, like literally, you know, that's what, that's what life is all about to me is like the shared experience, you know, mm. like going through stuff together, the highs and the lows. So yeah, it's like, uh, you know, that's how shit should be. It's like, I'm not, I'm not in the position I'm in without you or without you. I'm just not, it's just, it's facts are facts. You know, it's like, you can't, you can't be a, a, a respected or admired, um, artist manager or creative or whatever without the, the, the the people that are creating that shit you know and i'm a creative myself but like you know i i was able to to rise to a role because of being empowered by by you guys you know by 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 you guys trusting me with hey there's you know there's something i i think you're able to do to help me um you know and i, I never have overlooked that you know i'm very conscious of of uh you know i'm always i'm always just very grateful that somewhere very early in my journey you know people trusted me to be like this is someone that can help in some way, you know. Hmm. Does it frustrate you guys when when you hear like comments about uh, Boston being a certain way with like music and and, and things like that? Because you know, it, it, where does that uh, storyline come from? Man, I wasn't there for it, so you know, what I'm saying? it <laughs> yeah. can't frustrate me. Like, yeah, I, you know, what I'm saying like when people say things like that, it. It doesn't frustrate me. It doesn't really make me feel any type of way because I wasn't there for it. Yeah, that wasn't your reality. It wasn't my reality, and when it was, if it and if it was, and when it was a thing, I wasn't alive for that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I can't remember it if I, if I was alive. For yeah. It. So, I, I I when I get questions like that, I can't even, you know, give a real answer. But I understand it. Like I understand it because I hear people say these things. You know what I'm saying? So if it comes from more than one, so, you know, and it comes from more than one source, and it's like, if it comes from people that are, you know, that have dealt with it and dealt with these experiences, I can't, I can't say they didn't go through that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't go through it. You know, I, I, I was blessed enough to, you know, not have to really deal with a lot of the challenges that people say you have to face coming through the city. Right. Right. Well, it's, it, yeah. And I mean, it became a different, um, the way that, uh, you know, all of us, yourself, me, uh, Christmas, anybody else uh, who came up during that era that was Boston-based, um, that was the first time that it was really like the internet focus, too, mm -hmm. you know. Um, did you feel, uh, how did you feel leaving Boston, not not leaving it, uh, you know, forever, but like be, be getting out of the city and coming to L.A. and starting to work with more people in the, the quote-unquote music industry and shit like that like how did that was that kind of uh foreign to you or oh of course yeah i mean i before that like prior to that i was used to recording in the living room you know and then all of a sudden i'm in like big studios and you know 
you're meeting these names that you only see in the back of the you know back of the cds and you right know, in, the, in, the, in the credits you know right. what i'm saying like i came up with my, me and my homeboys you know so of course it was different bro it was, of course it was foreign to me like but you adjust you adapt you know what i'm saying like i feel like now i'm definitely in a place where like i have my foot in and that, you feel me like i don't i'm comfortable everywhere i go you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying i mean i've always been comfortable everywhere i went like and as a man but like i'm talking about like in the studio you know to carry myself the same way like i'm i'm comfortable anywhere i go now it doesn't matter what session you throw me in i'm straight mm-hmm. but before yeah for sure it felt like you know i felt like a kid like trying to learn well know? and all that hollywood shit is like a facade too oh, you yeah, know what i'm saying sure, like the, sure. it's it's propped up there to make you feel uncomfortable when Mm -hmm. you get into it from the outside and then you start peeling back the layers and you're like oh okay there's there's no difference in what's going on here man you just gotta be you just literally dog like the more comfortable you are the better you are in any situation um in this in in making music i you feel me like i feel like um being uncomfortable in general is a good thing because then you want change and then you'll do things to grow but like being comfortable in the studio and behind the mic is the most important thing. Mm. You know, being feeling confident in whatever you're saying is the most important thing. So like, yeah, that like when when you get thrown into these places that's like they tell you about all these names, you see you see all you see all the plaques on the wall while you walk into your session and right. stuff. You, you think about that. You think like, all right, how do I make one of these? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, you gotta, you gotta stop. You gotta not do that. You know, you just gotta go in there and do you. Well, and how much of that too is like the people from the labels just trying to like gas you up, you know, to to like, I don't know, take advantage of you at the end of the day too. I think there's a lot of that that goes on. I mean, I, I guess, I guess. I mean, I don't, I, you know, what I'm saying like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I bro, I can't, I can't speak on situations that I didn't go through. No, like, I get um, that. Of course, like it's a business and people want their money. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. Like, I understand if, if these people giving me bread, like, you right. know what I'm saying? They right. want to they want to return on their investment. Sure. So you keep that in the back of your mind, you know. But I, I think, you know, I was, I've always kept myself conscious enough to try to make a couple of those records anyway to, like, not even have to really deal with anything like that. I never mm-hmm. really had to deal with anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, but you, either way, man, it does, it just, it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't it's irrelevant for you because you're making what's authentic to you. And it just so happens that, that those type of rec- records like perfect or, or, or whatever are just smashes because that's just what you do. That's authentically you crazy, man. you know? Yeah, man. Like, bro, I tell people all the time, I made perfect in my closet, bro. Like, right. And we like me and Richard did that in like 45 minutes. And I, and it's crazy. Cause I actually wrote something else before that. That was like something completely different than perfect it was like a harder joint to that beat or to uh, to that beat like yeah. i was actually rapping it and then in between takes i mumbled the perfect mm. hook. <laughs> i mumbled the hook and then rich just stopped the beat was like yo what was that and i was like bro i don't know i'm just playing he that's like, like one of those movie moments i feel like <laughs> bro i be having those though it be happening to me a lot that like i be having i mean the same thing happened with straight to the paper that's how i made that record like literally yeah i had a whole different record written and I went to the studio with that, and I'm in there with uh, with the day trip guys, both the homies. Shout out to the gang, um, and they and they playing the beat, and I'm rapping this this rap that I have for it. And then in between takes, I you know I'm just mumbling, you know I'm just mumbling to myself, and you know those melodies is what usually stick, you know. Same thing with Headlock, bro. I just you know, I, I I've learned to like trust my gut when it comes to a lot of those things, you know nowadays. But um, that's what I'm saying. Like those naturally come. Like I don't. I don't 
put no pressure on to try to make those. Whenever I do that, it the opposite happens. Mm. You know, because I come with those beats in mind. I come with the perfect. I come with the STPs. I come with the headlock with a whole nother thought in mind. And those don't even end up being the songs that people love. You feel me? Like it, it be the headlock. It be the perfect. It be the you feel me? That other record because I just went with what I felt in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, music's such a feel based thing. Like there's something inside of you when you hear a a great beat like like perfect or headlock or any of these like cl- classic beats you know and i and i feel like you found a way to channel um the natural feeling you you have inside you for the melody of that beat mm-hmm. you know and and that's that's cool I, you know i've been in the studio with you a bunch of times and like it's just cool to see that writing process cuz i think it's unique i think a lot of people overthink you know where they're going to take something you know what i'm saying or or they'll try and you know force something onto a song that maybe shouldn't be there mm-hmm. you know from a melody standpoint and it seems like you know with you you're um you're letting the music talk to you and figure out where it wants to go yeah man i tell people all the time like yo everybody don't got to be the world's greatest fucking bar on earth it doesn't you know you don't have to you don't have to like you know I mean, you can, you can do that if you want to, if you want to do that. But I, I go off of what I feel, bro. I go off of like, yo, like, like I know my pen, I know what my pen does and I know it's a good one. You know what I'm saying? So I don't trip on that because I know I could go back and like revise and edit. But mm-hmm. like when we go in there, bro, I'm just trying to like get this feeling off, man. Like I don't really, I don't really, I'm really re- reactionary when it comes to getting in the studio, bro. I, I, I do. It, it It is off of what the beat's telling me to do. I don't really go in there and try to fight it. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. just let it do what it does. Yeah, it, it reminded me of, of some of the stuff from the Yay Doc, actually. Like, I feel like he, he has a similar process where he's just... Fire. I haven't putting, seen it yet. Putting melodies. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Yeah, I gotta check it out. It's pretty That's crazy. It's great. Yeah, Talk great. about, like, moments in time. I actually do. Yeah, you're right. I do gotta check that out. Like, just, just seeing him, like, make the, the first album with all the people that, you know, like most deaf and Talib quality, they're just like at some apartment the in Jamie New Jersey. The Jamie Foxx scene was so cool. He's just at Jamie Foxx's house, just like in there, <laughs> in Jamie's like home studio, yeah. making slow jams. Yeah, I definitely got to check it out, bro. That's definitely going to keep me inspired for like three days. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty wild, man. Um, yeah, like, I feel like uh, your recording process is like, uh, I, I don't know, how, how did you create your recording process like you spend a lot of time listening to the music like hours i feel like has that always been the case man bro my my actually my process has changed since the last okay what's the process now bro like yeah i I spend so much time behind the microphone nowadays that like i don't i just kind of go in i don't um like before it was like i would sit and i would Bro, I would sit and I think and I'd sit and I think and I'd sit and I think. I hear this beat and I'd just let it play all day and I'd write, you know, I'd write the rap and I I'd go in and do it like that. I I never really minded that. But for me what that started to do is like for me things started to feel stale. Like for me things started to feel like almost repetitive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I was starting to put myself in a box. I knew that I could write really really well, but it just felt like I was putting myself in a box. And when it started feeling stale to me, like 
it almost felt like a task to go sit in front of the mic. And when I when it started feeling like that, I knew it was a problem. You know, I can't I can't feel like that recording, especially like remembering how excited I was to first record. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? When I first started getting in front of the mic, how excited I was to just be there. You know what I'm saying? Regardless if I got a song out or not, I was just excited to be. You know what I'm saying? And like when the, when it started feeling different, I knew I needed to make a change. So my so I started so my process changed. I started like just experimenting on different things and like, all right, what works for me and what doesn't? You know, like literally, it was a, it was a few months of that. Just what works for me and what doesn't? And eventually, this whole feeling thing just came about. Man, I just started going in. I just started going in and just like just go off of what I feel and just filling the blanks off of that. And it started feeling right. You know what I'm saying? It just started feeling right. And I, I just kept practicing at it. I started getting better at it. Um, I ended up making like, and that's when I ended up making perfect. I was still was in the process of trying to get better at that shit. You know what I'm saying? But I ended up making a perfect in the meantime. But now, like nowadays, it's like, bro, like I'm just, I just get in that booth and I just go. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like I just, it, it still takes the same time. Like, like these days I find, like, I feel like that process of me sitting there listening I, I, I take that time with talking now. I, I sit and I talk to my friends. I, I, we talk about life. We talk about experiences. We talk about, like, who, whether it was what you're going through. Without today. the music on. Yeah. Yeah. We just talk. We just talk for a minute. Like, I'll call the homies. I'll call somebody. I'll straight up call somebody. I'll call my mom. I'll call whoever, you know, and I'll just talk. Just figure out Just figure out what's going on. Talk about life. Talk about everything, man, the things that are important. And then that gives me something to go in there and be like, all right, when I hear this song, I'm gonna go give them. You feel me? Like I could, I could go in there with some substance, but then I, I also try to keep like these days. I still try to keep a hook in mind, even with that. You know, I try to give it some substance, but I try to keep a hook in mind. So I hit a beat and I, I try to make a hook. Go talk to people. Well, I talk to people before. Try to make the hook. Go ahead, go in and then make the record. Uh, yeah, it almost like paints this theme. Yeah, like it's a whole thing you now. Can like build it's, from. Yeah, it's kind of like a process. It's like, bro. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a community. It's like a village, you know, a village raising a baby almost. It takes a whole village. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it kind of turns into now. Man, that's that's pretty interesting, dude. I mean, it reminded me of how I felt during the whole COVID situation and realizing as an artist how much um, the art that you create comes from the inspiration in your life. And when you don't have that same inspiration, you can't it's so much harder to create because it's like, what are you inspired by? What are you talking about? Exactly, bro. You know? Exactly. And that's what it really was. That's what the change came from, bro. Like, it, it started to feel like I was just writing about things that, like, hurt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I hmm. like, you know, I was I was touching on, like, stringy and painful situations that I went through in my life, which is cool, like, because, you know, people want to hear that thing and people want to relate to those things and I could give that and that's fine, but, like, I want to talk about what's inspiring to me too. You know, I want to be feel inspired when I go in that booth. I don't really want to feel always that. Like I could give that as well because it, it's necessary. You know, to just let it out sometimes. But I like I like hitting the booth with like just going in there inspired and just let let it rip off of that. Well, it's all just moments and times, right? Like as artists, we're complex. We don't always want. To, I mean, you know, I, I in different ways have you know songs that like the subject matter might be darker versus other songs where it might be more like you know fun based or party based or whatever and you can't be stuck inside a box of just doing one type of thing mm-hmm. 
but it 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 all serves its purpose and it's all just moments in time. And so when you say like, oh man, I had to like switch up the process to like re-inspire myself to be excited to be in the booth, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes sense. Um, and it's interesting to hear another artist kind of, uh, you know, realize that or just you know feel that because when you are making certain songs with the subject matter is just deep like personal stuff, you know, sometimes you need that mm-hmm. as an artist. You need to get that off your chest and write about it. Um, and then you do that, and so now you, you don't need to do that for, for a moment, and exactly. you need to make something else over here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... Uh, but there's 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 value for, for all, all of it. All of it, exactly. You know, yeah. and you're lucky enough to have the type of fan base where they, they feel that too. You yeah, know? I appreciate that, man. I'm super grateful for my fan base, bro. They've been like, they're everything, bro. They've been rocking with me forever. You know, I, you feel me? Like, they, and it's it's surprising, like, because you know the 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 industry that we're in. You know, like this shit come and go, bro. And it's like, man, to still see the support and love that I'm still getting is like, man, like it's just I'm just grateful. I'm yeah, just grateful. I mean, but you know, that's what's cool about like, um, you know, rap and and hip hop music in particular is just like, yeah, people come and go in the business of like music, but there's a whole other thing which is just like the the culture of this type of of music um it doesn't go away you know like you're always going to be who you are making music doing what you do and people are going to be with you uh you know whether you happen to have like the number one song you know that week or or it's 10 years after that you know uh, that's the interesting thing about, you know, I, I would call it like substance based music, which is like what I feel like you, you do, you know, like that it's coming from something and that people really resonate to it. Man, I just, I just feel like, like I said, bro, like at the beginning, like I just have a responsibility to just stay myself, bro. Like right. I always knew that, like coming into this man, like as long as I, you know, don't change my core you know, don't change who I am, bro. Like, I'm going to be fine. Mm. You know, I'm going to be fine because I know I'm, you know, I know who I am. Right. And as long as I don't change that, as long as we keep me, me, bro, like, we'll be all right, bro, because I could always, you know, I could always make music, you know, but as long as you, but as soon as you change who you are, like, you know, like, that's when things get tricky. That's when things get weird. Right. You know what I'm saying? I I just wanted to remain, remain me throughout regardless of whatever happened around or was going on i just wanted to remain me and stay focused yeah man because i mean once you realize that man like you you're not in the music business you're in the cousin stiz business yeah for real for real. you know that's the only thing that matters mm-hmm. it, and that and it full circle just for you <laughs> i feel like it, it that when i heard that title you know knowing you as a friend and like hearing the music and just you know the whole thing in my mind i i felt the whole concept you know and, and when you kind of broke it down like at first it was kind of internally for you but also for the fans for you um yeah man it, it just makes sense you know appreciate it bro thank you yeah so tim man i mean um what's going on over there bro you, you doing work yeah doing a little work <laughs> you know ready to ready to hoop ready to get our uh our best of three horse series back on yeah one oh lead one oh lead yeah one lead um yeah, man, just going through some of these photos, uh, uh, you know, some emails, just my, you know, my normal day to day. Do you feel energized now? Um, t- 
turning this corner, being independent now, the two of you guys being able to kind of get back to your roots in terms of like, let's fucking go. Like we got the, we got this path in front of us and we alone determine where we're going to take this. And the ceiling is non-existent. Yeah, man. I'll say from like a, from like a business standpoint, um, cause like Stiz is saying, like they're really, the process doesn't change much. You know, it's like, <coughs> excuse me, there's some more people involved in, in different departments and whatnot. But for the most part, like, you know, you're not taking advantage of most of that unless you're in a certain space, like musically or, or just depending on what you want to commit to as an artist. But, um, but what's fun is, um, it's very open-ended, like where, where shit is at right now. Like, you know, we're having calls with, you know, TikTok and these platforms individually where, you know, it's not like you had to go through the label ever, but there's just, there's a, a different relationship. There's considerations that you have to make kind of. And what you find is there's more people and more platforms and more people at platforms like willing to invest time. Um, it's, it's twofold, right? Because the, like the major labels have um, like real footings at these platforms, especially like a Spotify. It's like they, they dominate a lot of these charts because they're, they're in business together, but or the playlists, but, um, <clears throat> but the advantage is, you know, I think, uh, a lot of people at these platforms might have like worked at a label at one point, or they just know the business, they know the frustrations of that system and they're like more willing. And this is what we found very early on, like the first two projects really that, that were independent. Um, people respect like the scrappiness of a team that's independent. You know, I think as fans, we do, I think, I think there's something, uh, you know, there's some allure to like currency and, 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 you know, Freddie Gibbs prior to like this new deal. Um, there's a lot of examples, even like Nipsey when he was independent doing what he was doing. It's like, he got like a different level of respect and credibility because you knew like this dude is not employing a machine to help him do what he's doing. So even in, in the con like the conversations have shifted a little bit the last six months, it's like, Oh, like people are more excited. Like I'm running into people at labels and companies and it's a lot of like yo we got to talk like we gotta it's just you know business is back open you're a free agent so there's more room to and it's no matter what it's on you it's like at the end of the day it's like if you're not making the music that you know if the product's not selling it's not selling you know but if you're if you're making great product and you got a good team it's like <clears throat> especially in this day and age there's so many different distribution situations and partnerships and you know brand situations and it's like there's a lot of different ways to get to it and um that's what's exciting for me because i'm like it's a challenge the challenge is okay yeah you don't maybe have the comfy budgets you don't have the the um you don't have you don't you don't have this this uh you know this like two or three year plan okay no matter what like i got this next advance coming i got there's a comfortability to it but i'm a big believer in like comfort isn't a great thing you know i think especially mm -hmm. when you're like you know, making art for a living. It's like, you don't necessarily want to be comfortable. I think like a lot of great, great art and great situations have come out of a place of, I got to make this shit happen, which is what we talk about a lot, you know, which is like in a good way, it's like backs against the wall. Oh, like you should have that mentality always, you know, guys that are making seven, eight figures, the best athletes, you know, have that. That's, that's the, the Mamba mentality is like, it doesn't matter the accolades or how much money I'm making. Like I'm getting up every day and doing this 4am workout and putting up a thousand shots because there's, you know, there's somewhere higher to reach. So that's the way I look at it. I'm like, it's just new opportunities, new frontiers, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going on the road Monday. 
Do you like being on the road? Uh, do I like, I, I like, um, actually I do. Um, I, I feel like I haven't been on the road enough to hate it yet. <laughs> I, Cause I have my moments where I'm like, nah, bro, this ain't it. Yeah. You know, but I haven't had enough of those for me to be like, I hate this shit, but I, I, I really enjoy performing. Um, traveling and hotels is like, it's kind of trash, but like. You know, food, the food situation. <laughs> food situation's tough, yeah. Tough, bro. It's tough. We actually we actually do really well on the road with, as far as food, though, because, like, I'm a, I'm a food guy, so we, like, kind of Google before we get there. We're, we're on our, like, Google, like, what's the best Yeah, you know, I feel like you're, you're, you're I, I don't know how you do it, but you're hip to bro, what's going on in cities with the food scene. Bro, I'm hip and, like, yo, food scene, like, for real, for real, like, I'm, bro, it's, this is what we do We've been doing this From like the jump though Since like our first tour like, Yeah That was our thing Like you know People like go out And party and stuff After the shows Like nah We go out and eat You know what I'm saying We right. go out and eat Before and after the shows Like I should be fat For real for real Like, <laughs> like for real for real Like yo We eat a lot Like a lot A lot A lot And I'm excited To get to Seattle Obviously to do the show But there's this like They got this like Spot by the pier That sells like Clam chowder, they sell like lobster clam chowder in a bread roll, bro, in like a bread bowl, bro. It's Ooh, okay. crazy, bro. Like it's, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait, bro. Can't have wait. you always been a, a food guy? Like have you always been hit Man, to I've the always food liked food, but I, I mean, obviously, I feel like everybody likes Everybody food. likes food, but like, you know. But like, I don't know when it happened, You're in the culture. Bro, bro I don't know when it happened, yeah. bro. I don't know when it happened, but it kind of just like turned on one day. Yo, my dad used to, like, love cooking, and he used to always try to send me in front of the stove and, like, make me watch him, like, cook and stuff, like, try to teach me. And I'd be like, bro, like, let me go outside. And he'd be like, nah, like, I love cooking. Like, you trust me. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't want no woman to cook for you. You go, you don't need to go. You're going to have to cook for yourself, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're going to need that as a man. I'm like, bro. I just I just want to go play. You feel me? Like I'm trying to be outside. Like, my, my dad like, I'm loved, seven. My dad has always loved cooking, too. Loved cooking, Loves bro. Cooking. And now yeah. I'm the same way. Like, so man, do you cook too? Bro, what? Top chef. For real, for real. Come on. Shit. Really like that, bro. Cook last night too. What'd yeah, you make I last night? I and rap last night. Real wow. goat. I mean, real boy. <laughs> I made some, um, actually, I kept the light yesterday. I made some, I made a nice little baked chicken. Okay. Uh, with some taters. Taters, some nice rice and a little cream, uh, cream mushroom. Do you have any diet considerations? Like, do you withhold anything or you just, you eat whatever? Bro, I'm eating. Must be yeah. nice. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, Tim. Sorry. It's too extreme. Yeah. Nice. Bro, I'm eating, bro. I got a I'm, long list. Yeah, bro. I'm 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 out here going for it, bro. I'm trying shit. I, I like I like food, man. Like for real, for real. So you're not you're not doing subways and McDonald's. I mean sometimes you must be when you're on the road. Bro, I don't mind McDonald's. I like McDonald's fries a lot. And I'm like I a McDouble's not nothing wrong with a McDouble, bro. I, I mean I don't really rock with Subway. I'm just saying those are the only two that you will see. When you're driving from oh, yeah, we don't, I don't Wyoming even, I, to I, I North myself, Dakota, bro. yeah, I did. I starve myself. I, I I I'll starve myself till we see like, like a yeah, like if we see a Popeyes, I'll go into Popeyes. But like, I'll starve myself till we hit the city and be like, yeah, like let's find the spot. Let's go to the you spot. Feel me? Like I'll dead ass go to sleep and not wake up. Like yo, yeah. when are we there? All right, we ain't there yet. I'm going back to sleep. You <laughs> feel me? Like for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So overall, though, you you enjoy the process of just like being on the road with with your group of people, and because there's just yeah, the man. the high of the, the show, bro. And it's like, yo, tours are mad funny. Like tours are like, 
like really like the memories you make you know what i'm saying you live with a bunch of people that you at you feel me like you, it's like you, you almost build a brotherhood you know what i'm saying like with the yeah. people that you're on the road with like you feel me i want to start with cam for like 10 days like that's the most i can do with my fucking allergies but right we went on that 10 day uh ish trip and even that we still talk about oh to you this know, day like when i stole, stole your mom's car we mostly still we mostly still talk about it because of what happened at the end of the tour all his life you know i had to go i had to get i had to go hoop you had to oh, go man. i dropped off i dropped off uh, our homie adam the videographer he had a flight home weren't you weren't you with us on this no on this? no no, no, no. That, oh, was christmas. that was christmas that was christmas yeah it was me, Christmas, you, Adam, um, Nick. I went to the Nick. Ohio run. I was on the Ohio run. Yeah, that's what it was because I remember there was a, there was a, a yeah, point you where you there. would come. That was like you and Domos and and you didn't you go guys. to you didn't unless we're talking about something different. Ohio. That was like a ten-hour uh, yeah. ride. Yeah, was, that's that what it was. Guys. Yeah. But but let me tell this story real quick because I don't know if you've ever shared the share it. Have you ever shared shared the story? I yeah, feel like so, we might have said it when when you were on the podcast last time, but stay, maybe, say it again. I'll do the short version. But yeah, I dropped Adam at the airport and i think you had said like let's let's leave from the hotel i dropped him at like six or six thirty or whatever seven maybe seven let's say let's say seven thirty and i drop him off and uh no let's be let's be realistic well let, I, let's let's hold on let's let's paint the picture yeah okay we had a show our last show on the, on the little four show run mm. we were in chicago we had to go back drive back to boston yep. yeah 15 we hours. wake up yeah. in the morning we're setting the scene we're at the hotel well, you know, or we i'm had, at the hotel you hadn't woken up that's the thing it's right like, I, we tim agreed. was already gone he <laughs> took no, no, my no, mom's no, no, car no 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 hold on hold on no we agreed that i was gonna drop him off right because i was down to get up early yeah but this kid had to go to the airport know, I had a plan so i get up and it was like <laughs> eight or whatever and i and i drop him off because it was it was late enough that i i had a plan so <laughs> it was probably eight or eight thirty whatever because i think you had said like we're gonna leave here at like 10 or something right, right. so I get back to the hotel. I actually did get to the hotel. I didn't go in, but I was like contemplating. I was like, do I just go up? But it was like 930. Like it was, it was close enough where I was like, he's probably not awake. You know, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I texted you, but I was like, they're probably not awake. Like it's, you know, they're tired. Christmas was definitely asleep. Yeah, so 2.30. <laughs> and I'm doing, uh, you know, I know we got 15 hours left. So in my head, I'm like, well, if we leave at 10, which is what you suggested, we're going to get back at 1 a.m., which is like late you know but still reasonable um but i was just like man like i didn't have a lot of time in chicago and i told this dude mike super cold that i would that i would hoop with him because it was someone i knew online and i was like i only have a couple hours left so i was like yo you want to you want to you know you want to hoop and he's like yeah like come i got like a little run going at this this park and it's on lakeshore drive like probably like 20 minutes north of where we were staying so i'm doing the math i'm like well Let's think about it. If I can get to the court by like 9.50, Cam said 10, I was like, I can probably buy myself like another 30 and just be like, <laughs> let me get like a quick run in with this dude, like 20 minutes. I'll get back by 10.30, you know, and, and, and it'll be straight. <coughs> so I get all the way up there and I'm literally like parking at the court and Cam goes, where you at? <laughs> And I go, oh, yeah, like, I'm on my way back. <laughs> and I, and as I'm saying, I'm on my way back. I get out the car with a basketball <laughs> to go play basketball. Well, and, and also, it's not even his car. It, my, we borrowed mom's, my mom's, mom's car, car. It to was, do I mean, this look, run. It, 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 wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the right thing to do, but it made for a good story. So anyway, so I'm like, I'm like, well, I should, obviously, I should just get in the car and go back. But I told this dude I would hoop with him, and I'm, I really am trying to hoop. So I go out, and I, I just shoot around with this dude for, like, maybe 20 or 30 minutes, longer than I should have, 20 or 30 minutes. And you're blowing me up. Every time I check my phone, you're like, bro, where the fuck are you? Like, we have to, we have to drive back to Boston from Chicago. <laughs> from Chicago. And I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coming, whatever. And then uh, I don't think I even told you. I think I was just like, I just got to, like, just bring the car back and then tell you what, what happened. 
Um, but but as as I'm like driving back, then I see Cam tags me in a in a, in a photo on Instagram, <laughs> and he put up like the most embarrassing picture of me in like a bucket hat with like a like it was like a selfie bucket hat. I probably sent it to a girl or something, and it was this like weird filter on it. And he was like, "This is the dude that's making us late for our drive home right now." <laughs> Because he was so mad, I took the car. Yeah, and then I get we, we got back to Boston at like four a.m. It was ridiculous. Oh man, you know, balls. Tough. Like, balls I feel like, like uh, yeah. when you're when you're on the road, it, it, like humans are so adaptable to their environment, and you just become a part of this weird little ecosystem for however long it is, whether it's ten days or thirty days or two months or whatever. And it's like that's your whole world mm-hmm. for those two months or that month, and all these weird social dynamics get built and you know the the structure of how everybody's operating and like this is the the one kid over here and this is like everyone has their role mm-hmm. you know and it's, it's just so funny how humans are when you just get thrown into a situation yeah. it just naturally works itself out and then you just build this bond that's like a forever one forever bro. yeah like for real for real. tours really build forever bonds it's crazy yeah yeah man shit I just wanted to drive back, you know. <laughs> I just wanted to be mindful Were, were of you time. driving at that moment? Or was Nick still driving? No, it was just it was. Where was Nick? Because Nick didn't Nick come on that run? No, no, I think that was a different run because. Okay. Um, so he just did. did he it just was do the just or something? yeah, I think it was something like that because it was just me and you and Adam and Christmas. Okay. And so we and then you know Adam flew out, so it was just yeah. me, you, and Christmas driving back. You know, so I, I think we were the only two people driving yeah because i don't even think christmas was driving back then no definitely he wasn't driving until like two years ago that's what i'm saying yeah he didn't even have his license yeah (laughs) so yeah i mean we 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 did that shit y'all thugged it you got to do it sometimes yeah that's the thing that i think about though yeah we did we did a me him and christmas did a 2014 we did a boston to chicago in two days like two days literally did 15 hours maybe maybe we stayed two nights but yeah 15 hours did a show stayed 15 hours back it's crazy what you can do when you're young man and you're bro, just like we gotta do it just gotta do boston it. to florida let's I was, go bro I was, we was, I was with I was, the bullshit bro i was telling <laughs> i remember i was telling the the writer the story i was like i don't when i look back especially with my allergies i'm like the amount of like boston to new york bus trips i did mm. late night early morning like and, and the way i have to like cook and prepare food i'm like how did how like how was i doing that so frequently but it's when you're 21 22 you, you can get go, by, bro. you know. Fuck it's like I was, it I was like drinking beer, bro, you know, like just going, bro. <laughs> like I was literally oh having God. like I was yeah. having like a, a bacon lettuce tomato for lunch and beer for dinner, you yep. know, like that was my vibe, you know. And then and then we <laughs> remember the 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 day when you like got sick and passed out, and then I was about to pass out that same night. Like Ian, <laughs> Ian's girlfriend had to come take care of me, like bro, back so to back. Bad. Like Stiz, Stiz went through it. I'm taking care of him. I had to get him an ambulance. He didn't end up needing anything crazy, but and then right after that, maybe it was the adrenaline that fell off or something. I hadn't really eaten throughout the day either. And then we're sitting outside like a life for a McConan performance. And all of a sudden I'm like, yo, I'm about to fucking pass out. So I ended up having to sit out there and like eat Skittles and like try to get blood sugar back. And it was right after I'd like made sure he was straight. Cause and you just I, hadn't eaten a thing bro, and you've we been drinking. Going. <laughs> yeah. We were going to label office. I mean, that was right after it was the, it was the whirlwind I was describing earlier of like 2014 summer fall where like, I mean, literally everything I, I had my hands in, like, I'm like getting cool with McConan and then Drake, he McConan becomes the hottest artist on the planet. And then, his shit goes from zero to a hundred and Christmas, you know, Max hitting Christmas up being like, come out like everything, you know, and I'm flying to LA doing these videos back and forth with Ian and like, you know, life was just crazy. So I was, it was just like a, 
on the run, you know, like grab what you can and just fucking, you're just running off adrenaline. You know, that's what I was doing at that point. Just adrenaline. We were just going. Adrenaline. Well, when you're young, you're not thinking about like the risk associated with any of that shit either, <laughs> no. man. And no. you're not thinking about even like little fucking aches and pains. It's like, we talk about this, how we used to, we talked yesterday, how we used to, we used to hoop four or five hours a night at BU. You know? Yeah. And I, like, I don't remember ever having to like ice my knee or nothing. It was just, <laughs> you just get up the next morning and do it again. Man. But now I'm like, man, if I run four hours one day, I, I'm taking a couple of days off. I got ice packs on That's my knees. Yeah, bro, it's a wrap. I mean, I'm at yeah. the point now where I'm almost like just trying to even not even mention my age at this point, but shit, because it's basically my birthday and yours too. You know, we can go there. If if you're an hour into the podcast at this point, then you know, fuck it. Yeah. But like, I feel like when you when you get close to thirty, it's like the body thing is just a completely oh, different crazy. thing oh, that you crazy. really were not anticipating. Like, no, your back and just no. your muscle. Like, it starts whatever. around twenty five, but but yeah, I mean, I'm thirty. I'm not, th- I, I'm 31, but I'm saying I'm 30 because I just, I don't respect the COVID era. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't turn two birthdays. Yeah. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren's on that, on that wavelength too. Yeah. The, the last two Lauren's, years didn't count. She didn't know. She doesn't get a break. She's young. She's, if you gotta be 30, you gotta be approaching 30 <laughs> Listen, to, be able, man. to be able to do that. But I, I get it, man. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I told Bobby, I'm like, yeah, I'm 30. I'm like, well, I'm technically, I'm 31, but like, I'm going to say I'm 30 till I'm like 34. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm 30. Some Hollywood shit right there, man. <laughs> man. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it, it, you, I, I mean, I just look back and I'm like, damn, like, I, I don't know how I didn't fucking like die on, in some of these moments on the road or like just, this or that. Yeah, and like crazy go, things, bro. dude. Like, yeah. go. you know, driving from, you know, Washington to Idaho in the middle of a snowstorm like yeah. you know like you just don't even like look at the weather or even yeah. think yeah. about any of this i know shit. Nothing, so bro. true you know i mean how about you you would just not pack anything <laughs> i was just on a different different wave cam you was then, definitely man. on a different wave bro no, every a, other a month different you wave. were just living somewhere else on the planet <laughs> yeah, yeah. just somewhere else on the planet man. bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I had a I had a high limit on my game card, man. <laughs> he was going up, bro. You know, I remember there was one time I went on tour with you, yeah. and the first day of tour, it might have even been the same Chicago tour. Yeah, the first day of tour, my phone, I put my phone on the top of the car, and then we we drive off, phone flies off, it's gone. So the whole tour, I didn't even have a phone, yeah, and I was bro, like, it's all that's good. That's crazy. Yeah, you were living different, bro. Yeah, yeah. that's hard. We gotta bring it back. Yeah. We gotta bring it back, bro. Yeah, shit, man. We will. Yeah, I'm, you're gonna have a good time on the road now. I am, bro. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm, I am excited. I didn't know I was leaving on uh, Monday, but I thought I was leaving. And will this be the first time playing the new music and shit too? Yeah, on yeah. the road. Yep. Like mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First yeah, time man. playing the new stuff, man. Really excited to play that stuff, man. Like really, really excited to play it. Excited to get the, the fan reaction. Um, just like. Man, I'm just like I'm gonna be away from my mic for a while, so like that's the only part that makes me sad. But besides that, I'm ready to get up out there and do my thing, man. Yeah, yeah. How long are you gonna be on the road? Uh, till April, April twenty second. Five weeks. Oh damn, yeah. Yeah. That, that's no joke. That's Probably a run. Track. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. I'm excited. I'm excited about the food, bro. I ain't been around in a minute. It's been COVID, and I ain't, I ain't been like literally like I ain't touched the road since what 20, 2019? Yeah, with with Freddie, yeah, 2019. yeah, 2019. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Right, it's been a while, bro. So like, I mean, I'm excited, man. Did you, did you switch anything up during during COVID? Like, were you concerned about it, like just from a not wanting to get sick thing, or did you kind of just, you know, 
Like, obviously, everyone was worried like about everybody it. Everybody else did. I feel like everybody else cared about it. Like I, I was, I wanted to rap so much, bro. Like when that shit first happened, I was pissed. Like, yeah, I was pissed. People wasn't trying to link up because it was like, man, like. But I had to understand it was what it was. Like you know, but um, I feel like it made me. It made me. Uh, it really made me turn into like a a, a, a homebody worker for real, for real. Like, I feel like that's all COVID really did. Like, I sit in the crib. All I do now is, like, cook and rap. Mm. Like, for real. I straight up just cook, go to Whole Foods, buy buy a fucking mad shit, cook it, and and make and, and make some raps after. Like, mm. That'd really be it, bro. I like that, man. You just, you find out your priorities a little bit. Yeah, know? bro. I'm trying to find something else to do, bro. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm boring. I gotta like, I gotta, I gotta go do some stuff. <laughs> for, for Food's a good hobby though, man. Cause that's a rabbit hole. You can go down a lot of Crazy different ways. ways, bro. I just, a lot of different ways. Just trying shit. Like yo, yeah. I dead ass YouTube, some recipes, all go on the food network and then just try to make it myself. Shit. Best thing in the world, bro. Yeah, we're gonna have to collab on some shit. Let's do it, bro. It's therapeutic, man. That's like one of my like it really is one of my favorite things to do. Like I like making stuff with my hands, man. Like for real. So I'm down for it. Hmm. Tim, you got anything else, man? No. I'm excited to drink some wine tonight. We're gonna drink some wine. We're about to sure. drink some wine? Shit. Come on. <laughs> let's go. All right, let's go, bro. Play that good ass intro music on the <laughs> outro. The outro. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Hey. Uh, Give us your, something, man. Give it's us your something. boy Cousin Stiz in here with my man Cam Meekins, the GOAT, and my boy Tim LaRue, the Godfather. You knew what it was, DJ Ball Shorts. Uh, hey, and, and for y'all who don't know, hold on, Cam, hold on, Cam. I got to get this off before. Yo, Cam, uh, we got to give a, a, a big love and clap and shout out. I don't know if you have the, the, the schoolyard kids. Yay! <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm just picturing that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Yes, yes. Pretending like I heard that one time. One time for Cam, man. For real, for real. Like for always holding it down. Like I'm talking about 2012, bro. For like looking at some kids and didn't even need to like. You didn't need to show no love. You really didn't, bro. You really, really, really didn't. But you did. You brought us on the road with with you. You put us on albums. Mm. And man, like I don't know if motherfuckers be giving you flowers like you deserve it, bro. Like they be saying a lot of cousin stiz, me, 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 shit. And I, I appreciate it. I love it, man. But dog, a lot of that don't happen without me learning from Cam Meekins, bro. So shout outs to Cam, bro. One time, if I never tell you, I'm telling you here. So everybody here, bro. Appreciate you, brother. Love you, man. I'm emotional, and man. And your birthday's coming that. up. Happy birthday, you too. bro. Hell yeah. You Happy too. birthday. Yeah. Nah, thanks for saying that, man. I appreciate for that. For sure, bro. All right, now we out. We can get some wine. You know. No, nah, but I think, you know, what's funny about that, like what I was saying at the uh, when we were talking about that, man, it's, it was a, such a mutually just beneficial thing, man. Everyone was just creating. Yeah, like, man. I got so much out of that, like yeah. being around all the other artists. Same, bro. Like, same. Like, y'all don't even understand, bro. I learned everything from y'all. So, yeah. appreciate y'all. No, that's boys, love, man. bro. You know it. You know Can't it. Can't make a show. We out of here. We out.